What will the price of Bitcoin be after the halving? Well, after much speculation, many predictions, and a bucket full of prognostications, we finally have the answer. And we also have our first glimpse into what happens next. Craig Wright threatened to crash the price of Bitcoin, but didn't. YouTube canceled a live Cointelegraph stream that we were on, declaring it to be harmful content. But it wasn't. And the Topps Trading Card Company makes blockchain history by relaunching a classic brand as non-fungible tokens and selling out in just over a day. And that's just half the story. In fact, for this post-having episode, we're going to deliver just half the news that we usually do. Four years from now, we'll do it again. And at that rate, by 2040, our episodes will only be one minute long. This is The Bad News, episode number 406 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We are half the men we were just one week ago. I'm Joel Com. I'm Travis Wright, and this show has half the banter. Half the banter, half the news, half the bad dad jokes. So there's the upside. (laughs) Okay, so actually, it's got the same amount of sponsors, probably the same (laughs) amount of banter, and maybe the same amount of news. But we're here for you guys. It's exciting times we live in. The world is changing, and we're glad to be on this journey along with you to uh, discuss the changes that are coming, because a lot of people have no idea what's happening here in the blockchain world. A lot of people, to be fair, a lot of people don't have any idea what's really going on in the world, not just the blockchain world, just the world. You really do just need to start a podcast, Travis, about talking about, you know, what in the world is, is what happening. What in the world? Yeah, it's like get your name on a list and get shot quickly. It's good. It's <laughs> 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 good. I like that idea. Or maybe not. Instead, let's talk about our show sponsor for this episode. They are Beyond Enterprises, and they empower your success. They're building and implementing technology that is changing the world. Beyond offers strategic and technical leadership, advisory, and support capabilities to projects in all stages of blockchain implementation and development. If you're building a blockchain project, whatever stage you're in, give these guys a shout. It's Beyond Enterprises. Dot com prizes spelled with a Z and you can click on them in the show notes or just go to beyondenterprises.com. It looks like they've, they've partnered with over 40 you know, successful blockchain projects and including EOS, Bancor and some other stuff. So if you have a project that you're interested in sort of getting up off the ground, this would be a great company to reach out to, to help guide you and be a mentor to help, uh, help you be strategic in your approach. So if you've had a good night's sleep and you're all clean, this is your next stop because that's Bed Bath & Beyond. Beyond Enterprises. And there's your first bad dad joke of the episode. All right, let's go to the news. Timestamp 11.51 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on May the 15th, 2020. CoinGecko.com, the place where we go now more than ever, especially since Binance has acquired CoinMarketCap and hard to know if you can trust 
that data or not. So CoinGecko is the place to go to check out what's happening in the market capitalization right now. Market cap, $259 billion. Bitcoin, a $94.56. Ethereum, $197. Tether, 0.998817 because I know those last decimal points really make a difference for you. XRP, just shy of 20 cents. Bitcoin Cash, 237. Bitcoin SV, 188. Litecoin, 4311. EOS, $2.61. The Binance Coin, $16.05. And rounding out the top 10, Tezos at a very even $2.50. I want to share something here, Mr. Jokam. Notice Tether is now the number three crypto. They have passed XRP. They have a total market cap of $8.87 billion. So Tether is one of those cryptos where they can just print more and print more. Yeah. So the more they need, the more they print. And uh, that's interesting. Also, uh, something that I discovered, I don't know that we're talking on it about the news with a specific article or not, but I've read and seen in multiple places that since the Bitcoin halving, more hash rate has gone over to Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV. As the difficulty in Bitcoin has gotten harder, a lot of those miners have moved over to Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV, more so maybe in Bitcoin Cash from what I had seen. So that's kind of an interesting thing that's going on that uh, might want to keep an eye on. What in the world is going on with Electronium? They're the big winner for the last week, up 92%, the symbol ETN, and it's pretty much straight up. Well, I mean, they're still not to their ICO price. (laughs) I remember when Electronium came out and then it was like, it was like a penny a pop or something. And then like it went up to 10, 17 cents, 20 something cents. And then, then it's been down below, it's been down below a penny for a long time, still under a penny, but it did take off a little bit. There must be some news about it out there. It's, you know, it was always kind of interesting to me because they have their wallet and you do cloud mining through their wallet basically you have to go in every seven days and say yep keep mining keep mining and you don't make a whole heck of a lot but i mean it is free crypto you can try it out it's electronium.com you download the wallet and you create an account and and do the thing dude here's a here's a crypto we haven't heard about in a while omega omg it was up 35 percent this past week aziliqua zil that was up 49 percent Zero uh, X. We've heard some people talking about Zero X recently in very positive light. They're up thirty percent. Engine, which is uh, a favorite of all gamers out there, they're up eighteen percent this past week. So, so there's some movers, there's some shakers, there's some movers and some shakers. No big losers for the week. I mean, the worst one is down fifteen percent. So I don't even really see a point in addressing those. We did see Bitcoin come up to just under 10,000. And I suppose we can talk about that as we get into the stories here from our friends. One other, at- one other positive thing before we get off of this and go into the news, the market cap is about $260 billion. So I always look at that anytime it's over $250 billion because that number always got stuck in my head because Thanksgiving 2017, that was the market cap. And we've spent a lot of these last couple of years under that. And so we're actually over $250 billion, which is good. Okay. Well, our friends at Cointelegraph have a lot to say about the halving event itself. And post-halving, of course, the Bitcoin block reward is now six and a quarter Bitcoin, down from 12 and a half Bitcoin. It'll never again, never again will um, anybody claim a reward of 12 and a half Bitcoin for successfully mining a block. Those days are past six and a quarter 
as is what it is now. Double digit rewards are over. I mean, if you think about it from 50 to 25 to 12.5 now to 6.25, that has to make the miners go, hmm, all right, so I'm gonna we're gonna spend all this electricity mining this for only 6.25 Bitcoin. The price better rise to make that valuable for them because if not, they're gonna start going off and mining some other coins. Don't go mining other coins unless it's gonna be bad coin, which anybody can mine, badcoin.com net so you know after the having bitcoin kind of really just hovered around the same price in the mid eight thousands for a while and then there was a little bit of a run that took us up to almost 10 and right now we're hanging out at about just shy of 9500 and you know we talked a little bit about craig wright previously where he was saying he was going to be able to crash the price of of bitcoin right and so far that's not happened yeah well he doesn't have access to a key his keys he's told the judge right so like how can he crash the price of bitcoin i don't know i think this it's hard to say what the deal is with this guy but it seems like he's just got a big ego and likes to be talked about a lot and i'm a big cool deal and but when it comes down to you know showing the money he never does and so how about you just shut up craig right well, basically, he threatened that, uh, you know, before the next having that he would do that. And, you know, it hasn't happened. And um, I just we're paying attention to him. I don't know why, but I guess controversy is newsworthy. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week, but the final blog did contain a message. It had a headline from the New York Times injected into that, talking about how much money was being printed and whatnot. So that was kind of kind of cool to see that you can still you can still input messages into the blocks when you mine it. Maybe that was why it took so long for that final block to be mined because they were busy typing their little message out. Because we noticed there was like a big there was like when's the when's nine nine eight happening nine nine eight nine nine oh there it is nine 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 and then like didn't like sixty what. 63630000 didn't that pop out like like a minute later so it was, it was like some weird delay it was wild watching then the next one didn't pop out for 40 minutes mr joe Kahn, we may not be able to actually us be able to read them because of encryption or the, the, a lot of times they're hidden within that so i don't necessarily know how to read those but that's what they tell us yeah i'm going to put a link to this block on blockchain.com in the show notes and of course you guys can find links to the stories and uh other things mm-hmm. that we cover here at badco.io yeah, you gotta you gotta take the code so basically there's an article here on reddit from like 2014 that, or, that talks about it and it says you go to blockchain.info get the transaction then you gotta go then you gotta see the hash and then you got that's the full id to the block, which has all those transactions within that. Then you got to copy that ID over into the block explorer. Then there's some hexadecimal code in there that you have to take and then convert it over to an ASCII converter. And then there'll be hidden messages in there. So, but you won't be able to see it because what you're going to see there on those, on the blocks is the hexadecimal. Then you got to convert that to ASCII converter. That's a lot of work. So the show notes are at badco.in forward slash 406. Back to Cointelegraph.com, this headline from a story by Michael Kapilkov. Kapilkov, I'm Michael Kapilkov. I'm writing the stories for the Telegraph of the Coin. $200 million worth of BTC removed from exchanges 
post having. So people basically move their coins from the exchanges into their own wallets, which is probably the right thing to do, you know, if you're not going to be trading. Um, and that's what this indicates that people are going to hodl, right, by putting it in their own wallet. Mm. Yeah, $200 million worth of, of Bitcoin, you know, that that used to seem like a lot. But when we're sitting around 10, when we're sitting around 10 grand per Bitcoin, that's not so many, what, 20, what, 2000 Bitcoins? It's a it's a trend. Uh, well, 40,000. Let's see. Uh, users deposited nearly 40,000 coins in a 24-hour period into exchanges, and then um, users withdrew their assets mm -hmm. from exchanges in droves. I don't know how many are in a drove, but it's right. a good number. Uh, here we go. Users removed 23,540 Bitcoins. Yeah. Well, so you, they, they place a lot of the Bitcoin on the servers because they're like, whoa, what if it's going to do a bull run? Maybe I want to sell some or get out of some, or maybe it's going to tank. People were a little apprehensive of what was going to go on, and so they wanted to make sure they could get out of it quickly because Lord knows if you're trying to send it from your Trezor over to the exchange in the middle of a crash, sometimes it's, it takes forever, and then the crash is gone. Because we've seen, I mean, a lot of times these big drops happen within 15 minutes. Like, poof, we just lost $1,500 off the price. Like, and sometimes the price will tear off like that so and cruise up, so... Yeah, people were moving them around, and now they're saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm good to go. I'm gonna chill out and not." So the number of Bitcoin in exchange wallets is now at two million three hundred and thirty-two thousand five hundred and twenty-four, according to this research here. I wonder how many of those are exchange liquidity, right? Because the exchanges have to hold a certain amount, uh, and that's that counts in those wallets. Well, I would say this though. If you've deposited Bitcoin in a wallet, it's not fractional reserve Bitcoin, so they better keep your Bitcoin in the wallet. They can't be moving your Bitcoin out and spending it and using it because that's what fractional reserve banking is. Oh, you deposit $10,000 in the bank, and now your bank's out there loaning out $100,000. We don't want that. We don't want that happening in, in crypto. We do not want that you know Travis JP Morgan hates crypto, don't they? And Jamie Dimon has spoken against bitcoin so many times and they probably always will won't they probably always will until i guess now because until they, they are they're opening up their firm uh to bitcoin and so this was originally reported by the wall street journal but jp morgan is going to begin offering bank accounts to gemini and coinbase crypto exchanges and with this banking relationship uh the 2.6 trillion dollar bank will provide deposit withdrawal and transferring services for Coinbase and Gemini customers. Think of that. Hmm. 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 So Bitcoin's rat, po rat, rat poison squared. It's a scam. However, it's okay. I guess we'll work with Coinbase and Gemini to let them withdraw and deposit. Now, didn't J.P. Morgan Chase? Didn't they shut off uh, credit cards from actually being able to acquire or purchase crypto? They well, aren't they different? Isn't that? Uh... JP so JP Morgan, Morgan uh, JP Morgan Chase, yeah, that, that's all yeah, sort of. I, I had with Chase for sure because I was withdrawing from Coinbase. Uh, this was probably a year and a half ago into my Chase account and cut that off. Like you know, you can't pull crypto for, uh, from your exchange into your own savings account. 
JP Morgan Chase and Company is the American multinational investment bank uh, that was originally. It's, it's sort of a merger of JP Morgan and the Rockefellers banks into one big bank. So basically, you know, the big banks are seeing the opportunity here. And that's something worthy of paying attention to. If the big banks are seeing the opportunity, then Main Street needs to be looking at it, you know, the same way. Yeah. Well, when the fact is, is that JP Morgan has been saying the idea of Bitcoin is a fraud. That's the mantra of Jamie Dimon. It's a scam. It's a fraud. And here they are. Hey, we will uh, we'll allow you to deposit and trade and and uh, be able to send out cash monies in exchange. Like, there they are. Well, there's a lot of people out there that are making predictions of what happens next. And, of course, you've got the bulls putting their scenario out there, and you've got the bears. And, and you know, they everybody's looking at previous trends and conditions and signals and going, well, based on this, this has never happened before. And so because of this... You know, we could go what we could go to the moon again. And then you've got the bears saying, Oh, but these signals and these candles look bad. And bottom line is nobody knows in the short term what's gonna happen, but assuming that what all of us in blockchain believe that the you know, based on our observations of the world economies and the fact that Bitcoin, there's only twenty one million, it just makes sense that it's going to go up in the long term. We are not financial advisors. I am not making any predictions for anybody's money but my own. Your mileage may vary. Not applicable in all states. Yeah. Let's Watch go look it. at the look, I, I want to just look at the charts and from you know from that time, let's say so the having happened like in May of of 2016. So July 9th, uh, 2016 was when the second having happened. And at that time. The price was $650.32. There was a total of $1 billion in volume. But if we look at what happened over the course of that next time, it was basically almost a flat line. If you look at it from a, from a larger perspective, it dipped down, it dipped down. It finally hit $700 in November. And then it still is, then it hits $800 finally in December. $900 in January, $1,000 in February. And then so by the time March hit around, we've already doubled, we've doubled in price by March. So from July to March, the price doubled. We're sitting at $1,200 and it stayed there until about April. And then right then, right there in the end of April, it just $1,300, $1,500, $1,700, $1,900. In May in 2017, it hit $2,500. Actually, right there at the beginning of June, it hit around $3,000. So it doesn't happen right when the halving happens. It happens slowly over time. And then we know what happened at the end of 2017, where it just went ridiculous and just it just catapulted up and all the way up to $20,000. But even if you ignore that $20,000 anomaly, it still went up. And then by the time it came down, it was still higher than it was before it took that big that, that big parabolic run. So, I mean, I would say this. Don't expect crypto to Bitcoin just to tear it up now because the halving just happened. But, you know, six months from now, it could be up a couple. It could be up, you know, 20 percent. And then and another couple few months after that, it could be up another 20, 30 percent. I mean, so I mean, I would say this I, personally, based on what we've seen before, I my bet is that in a year from now, 
we're going to see Bitcoin at least double what it is now. But then I would say by uh, December of next year, we're going to see Bitcoin probably $50,000, if not more. That would be my bet but as not financial advisor. I would say at the end of 2021, we're going to be at $50,000. I hope you're right. I'll say this about that, though. I think that this is only the third halving. The first one doesn't really count, right? Because it was it's, it was still new, you know, and we looked, we looked to that in the track record there to determine what's going to happen in the next halving. And it didn't go exactly like we thought it would, because remember, months before Litecoin halved, we saw it go 4x, uh, not to be con, uh, confused with the Forex exchange four times. And then it came back back down. And if you look at this chart here, back from April the 9th, 2018, I just linked it to you there in the chat. This kind of projects the lines for where it's going. And if you're going to follow these lines for 2020, it should be in a much higher range than it is right now. So mm -hmm. it's it's totally unpredictable. I don't think the the past is really an indicator of the future. That first having, if you look here when it went from 50 to 25, it shot up from $10 from $12 to over 100 in just a matter of a couple months. Um mm -hmm. with the last having, you're right, it flatlined for a while and took a year or more for it to get there. So I don't know that there's so many other factors that figure in here. The world economy is totally different right now. The quantitative easing and the amount of money, fiat currency being put in the market is totally different now. We've got the virus and, and you know, what's happened with the shutdown. You got the virus. This is, it, it, I think humans probably are the virus, actually. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at it from space, look at cities, it looks like a big virus. Yeah. Um, it's you know, all unpredictable. I, I don't think we can base what's happened before, how long it's going to take in time to do it again based on what's happened before. That's just right. my okay. Well, it's, it's, it, we'll have to pay attention to it. Now, we do know this. Circulating supply of Bitcoin right now is 18 million, four, roughly 18 million, 400,000. I mean, 18,378,100. So there's only a little over 2.6 million Bitcoin yet to be mined. And that's going to be a very, very slow, you know, after this next one. So we got 6.25. That's going to get a nice big chunk of them. And then for the remainder, you know, th then it's going to be 3.125. And then it's just going to get smaller and smaller until it just turns into crypto Satoshi dust. So literally, literally the last block reward will be one Satoshi by the time. Satoshi. 2140 the way satoshi designed it the way the math works that last having will bring it to one satoshi as the block reward yeah so stack those satoshis folks you don't have to realize like oh i don't have a whole bitcoin mm, i wish i had a whole bitcoin well most people don't even have a fraction of a bitcoin so just you know stack a little bit of satoshis when you can 25 dollars here 50 dollars there let it grow up over time and then if we do see this parabolic growth down the road where bitcoin's half a million dollars, those Satoshis are going to add up. Those are going to, I mean, I bet we could see a day someday where a Satoshi is, you know, close to a dollar in value potentially, or at least a penny, you know? So we'll see what happens. Well, Travis, not only did we go live on the Bad Crypto page and elsewhere 
on having day. Actually, while the having happened, we had that having party. But prior to that, we got to participate in Coin Telegraphs. Um, they had like a day long live stream, and that was a super interesting <laughs> stream. Uh, because there was a bunch of podcasters uh, in, in influencers, YouTubers that were on that stream. Uh, do you want to recount what happened when we hopped on? Yeah. So what, what happened was about, I would say about 35 minutes before the having Joel and I jumped on our Zoom and we, we started streaming live. We chatted a little bit, talked about what was going on. And then we opened it up. Uh, to the mastermind group and so we're going to start doing this more in the mastermind group pay attention because we're sometimes we'll drop a zoom link and say hey we're going live jump on with us we had a few people jumping on we had uh, matthew marcus jump on who's a friend of mine here in kansas city we had a few other people jumping on and then we finished that the having happened we waited for that to happen that was awesome and then after that after that happened we had to jump on over to the coin telegraph one because the having had already happened when we got on the coin telegraph stream we get yeah. on the stream and there's a whole bunch of people who i a lot of people i've never even met before never even heard of um i guess that's part of part of the reason is that we don't watch other people's youtube channels or uh, mostly or their or their streams because we don't want to impact the way we think and how we are so we just kind of don't do that well, it's not just that. They also talk about trading, like they're charting. The, these people, they're making recommendations and creating all kinds of legal trouble for themselves. Uh, we don't we do not do that because we're we adults. Away from that. There was some dude in there that was mad at some other dude in there, and then he threw a, a hissy fit, said a lot of cuss words, and then dropped the mic and then left. And it was the weirdest thing that I've seen on a, on a you know, with, with, with crypto – you know, people, thought leaders, it was the most childish thing I think I've ever seen, aside from Roger Ver flipping that dude off and rage quitting. That was, it was pretty It was good. on par with that, except this guy was a nobody. Oh, dude, that would actually make for a great article, the top five crypto rages, right? People in the in the crypto industry. Yeah, right. this guy, I don't know who this guy was. I don't know how good his charting is. He's got a, a decent amount of subscribers to his channel. I guess there's somebody for everybody, but he was a toddler. He just came in and and pitched a fit. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm sure your mom would be so proud right now. <laughs> she saw you behaving like this. She'd be like, well, you I don't go into somebody else's house and then take a piss on the rug and then yeah. walk out the door and leave. It just it was just yeah. rude. Here we are on Coin Telegraph who invited us over there. And uh anyways, after the dude left, we had a great conversation. But apparently what may have happened, what the hearsay is, is that once that happened, somebody mass reported the stream and then the stream got cut off. So right. I wonder who could have been the person who orchestrated a mass reporting? I don't know. Maybe Doucher? Yeah. Doucher McDouchey bag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the stream went six hours and 42 minutes and probably about five minutes or so before we were finished with our segment, we were alerted that the stream on YouTube had been taken down um, and gone. It's still on Facebook. If anybody wants to see it, you can go to um, the Facebook Coin Telegraph page. Look, go to videos. Look for the you know the having day, and go to about the six hour mark, and you mm -hmm. can watch the the shenanigans that took place. But basically, YouTube said your content was removed due to a violation of our community guidelines. And so be in the, in the policy that they claimed to have violated was harmful 
or dangerous content. Now, uh, they've appealed this decision. So as of now, I don't think that uh, that appeal has come through. Don't know. Yeah. And there's a there's a quote down here from Ed Salcido who said, you're having day live was censored WTF. What now you can't even have a regular conversation about crypto without violating some ridiculous YouTube guidelines. That's ridiculous. Like, like that's a problem with centralized power and tech and video and social media is if, Oh, we don't like what you say. Sorry. We're going to, we're going to take away your right to say things. That's just obnoxious. Library gang lbry.com all of our mm-hmm. videos are there now and uh, we encourage you go subscribe just go look for bad crypto on library you'll see the channel's got i don't know about 280 videos or something like that go subscribe and follow us there earn library tokens we'll earn tokens and and let's share the good news of decentralization because uh, youtube is definitely not mm-hmm. and i might upload a video of me tokens of what of, of me tokens of you token? Mm-hmm. I oh, might not. I mean, me tokens, like multiple videos of me token. Got it. There we go. Hey, remember last year when Gerald Cotton, the CEO of Quadriga CX, was reported to have died and all of the, the wallets that held, you know, the crypto from that exchange, that, mm-hmm. that money disappeared? It's back. He's back in the news again. And a lot of people... Is he not dead? Well, apparently users that were part of uh, the consensus distributed live stream last week think that he may still be alive that he faked his death Mm. well the thought was on this whenever it happened was there might not be enough crypto in the exchange to pay for everybody and so he was kind of doing some fractional reserve cryptoing potentially that was one of the that was one of the theories out there and uh, but he left he left thousands of crypto Customers of Quadriga X out of pocket, $145 million in assets at that time. And we know as how crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Uh, it could be a, it could be a lot more now, depending on when when that happened. But bad news. Keep your money off exchanges, folks. Keep it on your own private wallet. Keep your keys together. That way you don't have situations like this. You just your money disappearing. That sucks. His, uh, his corpse is allegedly buried in Canada, and lawyers for people that were affected by the exchange's bankruptcy have asked the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Dudley Do-Right, to exhume Cotton's body and conduct an autopsy in December to make sure that this is indeed him. Because mm-hmm. some people are saying he's not dead yet. he's hanging out underground you should look and see meanwhile sad news travis for telegram you know there's been this battle with um the sec here for what a good year and a half or so and um telegram is finally thrown in the towel there will not be um a ton network or a gram token it's done yeah well i gotta say this good you know what because screw you and the way that they did that whole offering, man. They just basically just said only rich people, super rich people can even be a part of it. And nobody could be part of this whole ICO thing except those super rich people. And so, yeah, well, screw you. Well, that's kind of classist. 
Travis. I mean, still, it was classic. It, it, That's basically all they did. You have to be super rich. They, they didn't even offer it. They didn't even do a traditional offering where other people could be a part of it at all. They the 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 big one percent went in and bought all of them, and then so what's going to happen? Like that was a whole lot of money that was given to them, but you know what? And at the time that 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 happened, the price of Ethereum was a lot higher than it is today, and so I would almost bet money that billions of dollars that he got for that that's not worth anywhere near that now. So now, what they got to give that? They got to give that all back. I bet that's probably something what they got to do, but they're not going to have nearly the amount of of money that they would have had. Well, they won't, but I don't think this is good for, I mean, this kind of goes in line with how we talk about the U.S. doesn't allow, you know, innovation and pioneering. And yep. so CEO of Telegram said the court decision implies that other countries don't have the sovereignty to decide what is good and what is bad for their own citizens. If the U.S. suddenly decided to ban coffee and demanded coffee shops in Italy be closed because some American might come there, we doubt anyone would agree. And he's not wrong. Yeah, uh, that's true. Cool. That's a good point. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. Uh, you My know only that, problem really was with the whole offering, not not with the idea behind it, because I think having a cryptocurrency behind Telegram makes sense because they could Telegram could have evolved into something like WeChat Pay or AliPay, and you know here's your exchange, and you can actually send cryptos back and forth to make it easy. However, there are uh, you know bots and scripts that you can use within Telegram to send people crypto. We had somebody within our bad crypto group create a bad coin tipper bot the bad tipper bot where you could actually send people bad coin through telegram so it it does suck i think that it is most likely a um, a drawback to the crypto world and there it is the government the governments of the world you know flexing their muscles and saying you can't do this you can't do that because we the government Grumpy, you didn't get any that's you're just you're grumpy cat i did i wanted some i wanted a ton of ton and we didn't get to get any you didn't get an ounce of ton i didn't get any time no ton for you but you know what you can do you can earn some ong token if you go to somee.social s-o-m-e-e it's a blockchain-based social media platform designed with you the user in mind and in control you can monetize your content it's built for privacy it's it's censorship resistant a lot of different ways that you can make money on the platform there's ad revenue sharing and you can streamline all your social posts through somee so if you want to post to some of those non-block blockchain platforms you can post once in somi and go ahead and blast it everywhere and while you're at it tell people to follow you on somi somi.social and you can follow myself and mr travis right there as well hey mr joe com you know have you used that app lolly l-o-l-l-i it's like a uh, chrome extension Yes. Um, I don't know that I've earned anything from it yet. I've got it here and I, I've purchased a thing or two through it, but I can't say I've ever actually seen the uh, the commissions. Like where the where the crypto comes in? Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a cool thing. It's kind of like joinhoney.com, right? So if you go online and you're trying to buy something, joinhoney will actually, you know, find uh, – coupon codes and different things and help you earn rewards. Well, Lolly does that, but with crypto. And we've talked about this before, L-O-L-L-I. And Ashton Kutcher, the uh, the actor and, and uh, VC, he has participated in Lolly's $3 million seed round uh, to help strengthen Lolly. Thinks that uh, that this Bitcoin rewards company is uh, is a pretty good idea, which 
I seem I seem to agree. I think it's a pretty cool thing. It, it, as long as we get our rewards. Lolly, 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 get your Bitcoin here. Let me, uh, let me actually go to their site and see if it shows that lolly.com. Because I did make a purchase, or at least I thought I did. Let's see. There's my login. Sign in. Okay. So, Trev, I thought that I made a purchase through one of the websites that was listed here, and I can't remember which one it was. I did it when I discovered it, and I'm seeing no activity on my account. Like, it didn't pick up on the fact that I made the purchase there, and I have no Bitcoin in my account. So, I don't know. Maybe it was user malfunction. Uh, maybe Brave blocked a cookie or something that would have mm. set it to get that commission. Because really, that might the, be the problem. The, the model they're using is a model that has been around for more than 20 years. In fact, uh, in 1999, I launched a site called dealofday.com, and it I made money by affiliating with all these different merchants, you know, whether it was Best Buy or Amazon or The Gap or whatever. And if people went through a link on my site, I would get a commission, you know, in, in fiat currency. So basically what Lolly is doing is they're taking that same model and saying, OK, we're going to take the commission for sending your uh, you know, traffic of customers to these merchants and we're just going to pay people back in Bitcoin. It's, mm -hmm. it's real simple. There's nothing complex about this. They're just rewarding people with Bitcoin instead of rewarding them with the commission they, they would make. And there's a bunch of sites yeah. out there that you can earn, you know, you get cash back for your purchases. This is just the crypto spin on it. Yeah, actually, I've, I've, I've logged into mine and I, I did a Guitar Center deal. and I did something on Kiwi.com whenever I bought some plane tickets. I have $22.80 worth of Bitcoin here, point zero zero two three nine seven. Nice. That's Can you? How do you get it out of uh, the wallet? Um, good question. You could. Oh, I got it. I got to go in here into my account and 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 then uh, transfer it to a Bitcoin address. Yeah, I can cash it out, or they can cash it out directly to a bank. Now, I believe we have set up a short code for this because we've talked about this before. Badco.in forward slash lolly l o l l i Go go there and sign up for that, and then you guys get some Bitcoin, and then maybe we get some Bitcoin. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, just install it. Uh, it's a Chrome extension, and that'll work on your Brave browser and, and anywhere that Chrome extensions work as well. So, Travis, this has been uh, an exciting week for the non-fungible token world and for the WAX blockchain. Uh, you know, growing up, a lot of people collected the garbage pail kids True. trading cards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I love about the Garbage Pail Kids is they are so not politically correct, right? The the names of some of these things, they, actually, they pull no punches. Uh, if you go to topsgpk.io, you could see the official site. And basically, gar um, Garbage Pail Kids were a parody of Cabbage Patch Kids. Right. So you've got these babies only instead of being super cute there, you know, there's dead Ted. There's a and he's coming out of a grave. There's Fry and Brian. He's, you know, an inmate in the electric chair getting toasted. There's up Chuck and he's he's barfing out all kinds of stuff. You know, there, there's <laughs> this is nostalgia, folks. Like this is, you know, something from your memories from the 80s. If you were around, like I remember when these things came out, I have have a few of them somewhere in a box. And the experience of opening up these virtual packs of cards that is powered by the wax blockchain is really, really cool. You tear it open, they pop out, 
you get five different cards. There's 70 different cards in the set, but there's actually each one of those cards, there's a variant. There's a variant A and a variant B. So there's really 140 cards total. And they, they basically do this thing where here's a base card. Here's a card that's a little bit more rare. These cards are a little bit more rare. And these cards are super rare. And so they have these percentages in there. And uh, depending on, on, what, on, on what your pack's like and the, and, the, and the math behind it depends on what cards you get in your pack. They're super fun, but here's the deal. You're too late. They sold out the entire collection in just over a day. I don't know if it's 26 or 28 hours, but one of yeah, them. They actually had, they had two types of packs. They had one mega pack that had 30 cards in it, and that was 25 bucks. And then they have $5 packs, which had five cards in them each. The 30 card packs, those sold out in seven hours. Gone. And they were gone, completely gone. Those, those mega packs were gone. And then, and then whenever we found out about them, there was like what about three thousand, and yeah. then we watched it the whole time. The rest of the time, we were watching it. We bought some, and then boom, they were gone. Like they finished while we were like shortly after we made this video. This is, um, I think, for the Wax blockchain, this is a huge win, right? Because Tops is the first major brand that already developed collectibles that people are familiar with to launch on a blockchain hugely successful and now the cards and unopened packs are already selling on secondary markets in fact i went to um, the wax telegram there's actually a garbage pail kids telegram and people there are saying i need number 32b right and they're making trades and they're buying them from each other so i oh, what is that what's that telegram cuz that's one thing that's one thing we talked about on this is that you know it is hard to determine which cards you need because they don't sort in order so you got to kind of go and manually do some of that so there's a telegram group for this yeah garbage pill kids just go go look it up and you'll find <laughs> a telegram group there's oh, a couple hundred or so people in there i think that are trading cards and so you know, here, uh, we made a video, Travis and I sat down yesterday, we did some screen share, did a Zoom, and we've placed the video on YouTube. If you go to badco.in forward slash GPK, stands for Garbage Pill Kids, uh, badco.in forward slash GPK, yeah. you can see. I just video. opened up a pack that I was in my was in my inventory. I got Run Down Rhoda, <laughs> Busted Bob, which is, a, which is a special prism version, Drunk Ken. Wacky Jackie, she's in a, she's in a uh, uh, one of those uh, those suits at the at the Funny Farm, and then I got Damaged Don, which is uh, is that Trump? I don't know. Some I don't Interesting. know. You know, here here's what's going to happen. First of all, Tops has got to be blown away at the success of this, and you know they have additional series of the original cards that are waiting in the wings, and they're probably going to roll those out. But the big picture, Travis, which is going to excite sports fans everywhere, is Tops is the de facto name in in baseball cards has been mm -hmm. for decades. Imagine the the this is one of those things we talked about where blockchain adoption will come through games i consider this in that category when baseball card collectors realize i can get digital cards there's no wear and tear on them they're even more limited than the physical cards and there's different variants of them i think it's gonna it is going to blow up and i would expect that to happen maybe this year Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. I, so I just opened up another pack, and I got a I got a bad Brad. Stop your packs, Travis. They'll be worth that's, more. If you don't. 
that's a prism. It's a prism version. So how do, how do, how can we give away this bad Brad to somebody on our on our on who's listening to the show? Because we're forty eight minutes into the show right now. There's a few people who've listened into this. So how about what do we do? Have them send us an email, and then we'll pick one of those emails. Um, sure. I mean, it's your it's your card. You're giving it away. So uh, we're going to talk to the people there at Wax and see if we can if there's if they've held back any packs. Uh, of the cards that we can do a more formal giveaway, but I think that's fine. Why not just send us an email to badcryptopodcast at gmail.com, put bad Brad in the subject line, and uh, maybe in there just tell us, you know, your favorite thing about the Bad Crypto Podcast. And then, Travis, since it's your card, you can draw the winner based on whatever criteria mm-hmm. you uh, you want. Well, I'll put them all in a folder. We'll put the people who's in a folder, and then I'll do a random generator, and one of those will be the winner. But you need to go to you're gonna need to go to wax.io and get yourself a wallet. You're gonna have something like egr3m.wam is gonna be your address, and so you're gonna need to give gonna need to give me that so I can send it over to you. But I will say because I got a couple of these bad Brads, and so I want to send one out. I think it'd be fun because who's bad? You're bad. Brad's bad. So. Let you guys experience right, well, that. Well, I, I need to look through my cars, but I'll contribute one too. I don't know if it'll be a bad Brad, but somebody they'll will have two winners of cards. We'll put bad Brad in the subject line and, and write us a little something so we get some feedback from you guys. Let us know mm-hmm. why you uh, like the show. Uh, Travis, we're going to close out with this one piece here because this is well, I love seeing the creative community. Uh, rally around crypto and i love seeing them rally around us as well of course uh one of our friends is veza veza kivinen 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 it's veza it's just veza just drop the last name dude you don't even need it you're just veza of course he created the (laughs) blood on the podcast floor piece of art that's been signed by um i don't know dozens of crypto luminaries and that he intends to sell for a million dollars one day all for charity but he created a unique nft um where the majority of the proceeds are going to go to waterislife.com and it is up for bids on super rare right now you want to describe this thing if you can well so this thing has a lot of different interesting things so so um when vesa first sent me the first version of it it was a golden microphone and then him and I have sort of a connection. He loves my tattoo, which is the Metatron's cube, and he's all into so- sacred geometry and ancient wisdom. And so he added Metatron's cube behind it. And then he just added some more stuff. And then he said, you know, this is like a video thing. We can, uh, NFT, I can add audio to this too. And so then Joel sent over the uh, the Bad Crypto uh, Welcome to the Jungle song. And then it, he just kept evolving this thing up and adding new layers of cool stuff on it. And uh, and then so he's going to put it up on superrare.co and uh, half the proceeds of the of the thing is going to go to water is life. And uh, so it's up for auction, I believe. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to put a link to um, uh, a short link here to it in the show notes. But if you go to badco.in forward slash golden, then you'll go directly to the item on uh, on super rare and you can place a bid for this one of a kind item um it's 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 pretty badass you need to go look at it and go watch the uh the video itself um i think you can watch it i don't know it's like not playing on super rare but there's also a link to the facebook page where it is playing and Mm -hmm. so uh somebody's gonna get to own this 
thing here, and it's a pretty badass piece of art because Veza's a badass. That's true. Great stuff. I, I really appreciate it. I thought it was cool. He had a great idea. And then think about this, though. It's like NFTs, video and audio, and there's going to be some cool experiences that pop up from these non-fungible tokens as we keep advancing within this space. Stop cool artists that are able to create it. We're doing well. And in fact, we're going to plant a little seed. We might be doing a little something, something, a little something, something. We might be doing a little something. So you're, you're being such an NFTs. Oh, <laughs> oh! On that note, I think it's a, a low note. I don't know what it is, but it's it's time to close our our uh, show out and our time together with you guys. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you've enjoyed the content. Please do write us, call us, send us smoke signals, send us your crypto. We're good with that. Go mine some bad coin, and of course, stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.